0: What's hot, everybody? I am so excited to be back filming my second uh, episode. Uh, Before I jump into what I'm doing and who I'm picking up, I just wanted to give you guys a little update on what I've been up to since my last episode. I have seen probably 10 concerts since then. In that last month, I went to Bonnaroo. I... Um, Just went to a concert last night and I'm actually coming to pick up my next guest so we can drive to Nashville to see another concert So I have been living in the moment staying grounded really just honoring myself and my body throughout this journey and um, Yeah, I just like to be authentic with what's going on with me I've been booking some one-on-one sessions some simple readings some uh, three week containers are in the works right now, so if that's something that any of you guys are interested in, feel free to DM me on Instagram. I would love to chat with you. Also, if you or someone you know might be good to put on the spot, please head to my DMs and let me know who you're thinking. So today, I am so excited to be picking up a dear, dear, dear sister of mine, Jana Harner. She has been a friend of mine since the night she graduated high school. We met and we have been besties ever since. She has spent about a decade working with the Miss America organization. She has held several titles that have allowed her to compete at Miss Illinois where she has placed first runner up twice. She is a loud advocate. Adoption. She has a big heart for women and children, and working towards fighting social injustice. And she's held several fundraisers and participated in several charitable events in order to give back to those organizations. Um, she has a master's degree from Semo in English studies, and she currently is a high school teacher at um, a high school in. So I am about to be pulling up to her house now, and I know she wants me to come inside. So I'm gonna have to put the car in park, put the video on pause, and um, go inside and see what's up with her before I really put her on the spot. So, uh, see you guys in just a second. Hey friends, I'm so stoked you've dropped by for a ride today. Each episode, you'll tag along with me picking up my guests, talking about what's hot in their lives and on their heart. And you never know what surprises might be in my sleeve. Here's what's hot on the spot. Now, let's hit the road. Okay, this was perfect. I went inside. She gave me all the info she had to give me there. And then she had to get her cats out of the garage. So I told her I would meet her in the car. So... And she's how sweet is she she made me an iced chai but didn't make anything for herself she's like i just have water she's the sweetest we are actually tonight headed to see a band called joseph they're three sisters we've been following them since 2000 15 14 maybe um and we haven't seen them together in a long time so we're very excited about this i had Gotten some tickets and called her one day and was like, "Hey, are you busy this day?" She's like, "No, you want to meet for lunch?" I was like, "No, I'm going to pick you up. We're going to go to Nashville for a concert." So, um, this is a very exciting, exciting trip for us. She has no idea that we're recording the podcast. She, um, yeah, I'm just so excited to get to talk with her and to um, have like documented footage of um, a goofy, silly car ride of ours because. (laughs) They're some of the uh, most memorable trips that I have or with Jana, so. And here I think she comes.
1: Your cats are secured.
0: I'm so glad to hear your cats are secured. Yeah, dog hair, sorry. By the way, you're getting put on the spot.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, huh? What is happening? You heard
0: recording a podcast. No,
1: we're not.
0: Yes, we are. It fits best if you put it right here on this little seatbelt piece. Oh, no. No, this is good. This is good. Put your seatbelt on. She said, oh, no. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. You can walk it before I post it. Okay. I'll gladly. <laughs> you said, oh, no, I'm surprised by that. I thought that you would not be shocked. Oh. I thought you would see it coming. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I think you'll be fine with it, though. Okay. Okay, so how this starts is um, we play a little game of two truths and a lie. Okay. But only you are, only you are doing it, I'm guessing. So I... You give oh, me okay. two truths. And then a you lie.
1: guess which one's a lie. Correct.
0: Okay. I know you very well, though. Yeah. This so this will be, be, yes, this will be hard. This okay. will be hard. While well, you're thinking, I had just explained, you know, what we're doing and where we're going um, and how much I love traveling with you. Oh, my gosh. We so have the best time. We do. We've been to New York. Mm-hmm. We've been. Which was
1: very. I was planned, but also a little spontaneous. A lot of that was. A
0: lot of that was spontaneous? Yeah. Because you had planned to go, and then I was a surprise. Always full of surprises. Yes. I am. <laughs> yeah. Alright, you got something up there yet? Uh,
1: okay, so two truths and a lie.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I have sang in front of over
0: 17,000 people. At one time?
1: At one time. Okay. I have never drink pickle juice. Okay. <laughs> and I think vinegar is disgusting.
0: Okay. I am gonna probably go out on a limb and say that you have sang in front of seventeen thousand people because you have sang in front of large crowds for I'm assuming like national anthems or or maybe with a band. You you sing with a couple bands. Um, so, I'm gonna say that's true. Okay. The amount that you enjoy cooking and and making like a variety of, of foods, I'm gonna say you don't think vinegar is disgusting. I'm gonna say you have drank pickle juice before. So, so which that's one's the lie. The, the pickle juice one is the lie. I
1: have drank pickle juice. Yes!
0: Yeah. Yes!
1: But I don't like pickles, but I love vinegar. So that's the fun fact. Like, I,
0: Interesting. I do. Interesting.
1: Like, when I have the stomach flu.
0: Okay. Only
1: once I recover. Like, it's like, just right there. After I recover from stomach flu, I crave vinegar. Okay. Usually vinegar and tomatoes. Very specific. Okay. I have since I was a kid.
0: Do you ever make those, or did your parents ever make, like, the vinegar and cucumbers and onions? and?
1: Yes. My mom, what do you call it? Because my mom has a specific name for that. Oh,
0: we just call it cucumbers and onions. <laughs>
1: called thunder and lightning salad
0: thunder and lightning thunder and lightning salad salad. yes interesting i love your mom (laughs) yeah she's such a queen she's
1: the best
0: uh speaking of queen so one of the things that i mentioned in your introduction was that (laughs) you spent over a decade working with the Miss America organization did. giving back to women I'm still and children. With the Miss
1: America organization. Yes, I
0: was yeah. going to say you're not competing anymore, but what are you doing?
1: I direct. Uh, I co-direct with one of my very, very good friends. She was also in my wedding with Leslie, uh, one of my bridesmaids, was just Annika Cronin. Letter. It's been a learning experience, but we're having a really good time with it. We were really blessed with great contestants this year. And so we took four girls to Miss Illinois and Miss Illinois' Teen and took an entire week out to go to the state competition, and they did a wonderful job. Um, probably our, our, our big thing that we're proud of is one of our girls actually got Miss Congeniality,
2: Ooh. yes,
1: which is, it's not anything that you can prepare for. It no. is just you made connections with girls, and yeah. the girls actually vote on it. So that means that our contestant that received that
0: was seen by her peers as someone who was really kind and helpful. That's so. super important. It was. That's it was, super important. It was,
1: it was just something really exciting to see.
0: Yeah, I think that um, sometimes, like, so if you aren't familiar with the Miss Organization, Miss America Organization, like, sometimes you can get that label of like, mean girls or prep or this or this or that. But in reality, there's a lot of kindness and compassion and and um, giving back. That's kind of the foundation of the organization, is it not?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we have four points to our crown. That's kind of the Miss America thing. And it's changed a little bit, not to get into um, some of the shifts that have happened in Miss America recently. But there's four points to the crown, one of which is service. Mm. And that means that it is a pillar. It is something that we prioritize, is serving our community. Mm -hmm. And we see that with our girls that they're out in the community, working towards a particular goal that they set at the beginning of their reign. And usually one they continue throughout all of their competition years. And and we call that, uh, depending on the era of Miss America a platform or a social impact initiative or a community service initiative it's different names for the same thing which is a community service
0: project so I want to ask you about your social initiative because I read that before I picked you up
2: (laughs) um
0: and I we've never like talked about that or what that was or what you did with that so tell me tell me what that was and what you did
1: yeah um so I'll start off at the beginning of the journey of my project. And I think that's the thing that a lot of contestants don't realize is that platforms are something that are built over time and it's not something that you just go, Oh, I'm going to pick this project that I have no relationship with and then start from scratch. It's really something that kind of evolves. um, And it's something that I really feel like God just impresses on your heart. Like, you know, if you, if you follow Christ, God has direction for your life yeah, and you know, He is going to, direct you in all things. And so when I started off, I had adoption, a new day, a new life, a second chance, and I focused on adoption. And I had a personal relationship with adoption because my sister was adopted and I worked with an organization called the Baptist Children's Home and Family Services and they promote adoption. And so I kind of invested in that, did a lot of different projects with it, promoted it. And I did that for years. My last year of competition. So when I was about to age out, I really felt compelled to go back and compete, and I had no interest in competing. Like well, I, was, I
0: remember those days, I you were done. done. <laughs> you were I, done. I was
1: past <laughs> done, and I was—I you know—I went and supported my friends, but I was not interested in competing at all. And then I just was finishing up my graduate degree. I really felt like I needed to go back, and mm-hmm. because because of this reason, not to go back for adoption, which is which is still always on my heart. But I saw through my work with the children's home specifically, which is not adoptive services. Those are children who are, are placed in that home for a variety of reasons, you know, oh. one of which is like protective custody, or um, maybe they're kind of at the last step before going into juvenile services, or a variety of reasons. And what I saw there was that at some point in that child's life, before they got to the children's home, they needed someone to advocate for them. Like some of those things could have been prevented Mm -hmm. and the children's home was the best thing that could have happened to them because all of a sudden they had a full family and support right there, um, praying for them, loving them, providing for them and teaching them. Like, you know, they were taught skills and, and protected. And I was just, that kind of settled on my heart. Like we need to try to circumvent that problem early. Yeah. So that changed, you know, I, I really felt like God was leading me to work with kids, but specifically teaching kids to be an advocate for themselves. Or if they are in a position to advocate for other children to be an advocate for their friends. And I really felt compelled for that, and I'll get into one of the reasons why. So that changed, and I, I changed my platform to Speak Justice, Building Child Advocacy Superheroes. Yes. And I, I worked with adults, so I did some trainings with some adults on how they could be advocates for children, and how they're uniquely endowed. Like, I feel like, again, God blesses all of us with skills, mm. and and shapes us and forms those skills and that you don't have to... Do anything outside of what you're equipped with to help kids. Like you, whatever you're, whatever you have, you can use that. Absolutely. And so that's kind of where all that started. But it also came from a personal story. My my nephew Elias, who is the love of my life, love him to pieces. He's <laughs> one of my best friends. Um, he was put into a position where he advocated for himself, and and he spoke up. Ooh. And if he had not, um, a, a potentially kind of dangerous situation would have happened. And so that inspired me that you know she he felt comfortable coming to an adult, mm-hmm. and if more children did that felt comfortable and confident yeah. to do that or to represent a peer who did not feel comfortable i think that a lot of
0: problems could you know be addressed before they became major
2: problems so yeah. that was where all that came from yeah absolutely on my last
0: episode austin blackley and i actually talked about how we really hope that this next generation of children are just taught you know like compassion kindness and standing up for one another because I feel like it's to the point sometimes where where all these kids have or each other you know especially in in certain home lives or or you know lower economic areas of cities um, so that's awesome that you know that's where God pushed you to go because well, you've done a lot
1: with it yeah and i think the other thing is like i think that all adults need to feel compelled to help children yes and it doesn't matter if you're a teacher i think there's a lot of burden placed on like teachers supposed to do everything yeah and i do think that there is a lot of responsibility reasonably placed on teachers because they are in contact with kids more than their parents yeah you know but i think you know if you are a part of a community at all like your neighborhood or you know as a social group if you feel responsible for the children in that group, mm-hmm. then you can also serve as an advocate. Right, absolutely. And I don't feel like, I feel like there's a strong expectation in certain fields mm-hmm. to be an advocate, but there's not necessarily a strong, compelling reason for people to be an advocate outside of that. And I, don't, yeah. I
0: don't think that's right. I agree, I agree. It's like, I, and I have no idea if this is true. However, apparently in um, some Asian countries, Like children are expected to do their like everyday transportation by themselves, like in cities, starting very, very young and that they like wear certain like hats or colors or something. So like the people around them know, like that's a child commuting alone or like with like siblings or something like that, because in those countries, it's like an undiscussed like boundary that we take care of our children no matter what. Yeah. like you you always take care of the kids first. Um and I think that's something that our society could learn a lot from is is always looking out for the children before we're looking out for you know our next step or our next day or whatever else might be going on. If we're if we're ignoring the kids, that's our next generation.
1: Yeah. You and know? I will say like I I think it's really easy to talk doom and gloom because there mm. there is mm. such a need. Yeah. But there are a lot of programs that already exist yeah. that are doing pretty incredible stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I just, when I think of, of course, my, my home uh, program, I guess, the one that I, I look to a lot is the Baptist Children's Home and Family Services. And they're not funded at all by Ooh. the government at all. Yeah. They're completely privately funded by yeah. just donations. And, that, and and small donations. Like, sometimes yeah. it's just, hey, I've got $10. And, you know, but they're, they're constantly working towards that because they, they have a very large budget to fill. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of kids and there's an endless need. Yeah. And they do a wonderful job of not just seeing it as like, okay, here's a temporary fix. Here's a data. Yeah. How do we, how do we address problems through counseling and, um, you know, kids who may not have had stability at all? How do we give them consistent structure and responsibility and rewards and, you know, like things like that, that, you know, we think of as kind of standard in a home that they've maybe never been exposed to like yes you have chores yeah um but you're contributing to our family right and so that's a wonderful blessing to have responsibilities it means that you're a part of something like that kind of feeling and reward system Mm -hmm. they've not necessarily had it's like i feel like the baptist children's home is providing for kids spiritually um but it but also just those kind of necessary skills and, and also counseling. I mean, they, they are providing counseling to these kids and they do that outside of just children. I mean, you can get counseling services through the Baptist children's Home and family services all Mm -hmm. over the state. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty incredible.
0: That is extremely incredible. So one more thing before we transition out, totally out of, uh, Miss America, (laughs) um, I had mentioned during your introduction that you, um, not only did that, but were a loud advocate and speaker on adoption. So I saw that leading <laughs> one line to the other very well. Um, so like I said, the last thing I wanna to touch on with Miss America was the impact that it had on you creating personal community. Oh, wow. So I have always been a part of large communities growing up, but I never really felt as if I had like a core community of essentially women. I'm starting to learn that like, I have a lot of healing to do with my feminine side and my feminine energy because so much of that was taken from me in my youth. Um, so what about Miss America and the girls that you met instilled a sense of like community and like even just like your own beauty standard because beauty standards in society are very different than what they really are, yeah. you know, ultimately. So what do, you, what do you have to say on that? So that's a lot. Yeah, um, break it down into, into yeah, bite-sized I'll, pieces. I'll, I'll
1: try to break that down. Please don't eat me. So, <laughs> so um, Miss America is unique.
0: Yeah.
1: And there are many pageant systems, and everybody has a place mm-hmm. in a pageant if they want to. Yeah. You know, there, there are so many different... Communities like you said. Now, the reason why I fell into Miss America was actually because of a former Miss Illinois who was very inspirational to me in mm-hmm. part because it wasn't a pageant that she was representing. She was the epitome of class and kindness. Mm. And I saw that and I went, Mmm, I want to, I want that. I want to imitate that. Yeah, I want to embody that. I want to embody that. Yeah. And so that was that was kind of that entry moment. Mm-hmm. But the sisterhood, the sorority of Miss America, which is again one of those like pillars yeah. in the sorority, you are in a competition and they don't use that phrase anymore, but you're in a competition against high caliber people. Yeah. And the benefit of that is, I call like I heard a phrase once about the pace car, like there's always going to be a woman who is driving a pace. Yeah. And you're not comparing yourself to her. But you definitely want to ride in the, you want to be with her in that race. Yeah. And so it's not a pace car is and I'm trying to get ahead of you. Mm-hmm. It is, if someone else is setting a high standard, I want to meet that and I want to follow them. Yeah. And so the benefit of that is we have 30 different pace cars who are all striving and pushing yeah. and pushing and I'm in the race with them. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. And, and doing it in different ways and their own branding and their, like you said, own beauty. Yeah. And, talents and skills and so it is a competition i don't want to take away from that i think competition's important yeah. if you understand it in a healthy way yeah um and i was really blessed that janet Harner never allowed me to view it in an unhealthy way amen um but that's the benefit like you you just you, you're not ever going to necessarily have a natural scenario where you're going to be with that many incredible people at once yeah and for that long i mean it's a full week yeah so that's that's the amazing thing of the actual miss america miss Illinois, way local competition insert mm-hmm. week is that you get to be around those types of people yeah um in terms of the beauty standards my understanding of beauty has definitely shifted a lot over my life i mean i do I do think that there should be expectations that people set for themselves mm-hmm. um, and I think that those can shift. I think the biggest thing is like any environment, whether it is the way that you speak or the way that you dress, depending on what your goal is, you're going to adapt to that environment. So pageants are very specific, um, they do want people to dress nice and to look professional and that can look differently but the understanding is if you would not dress or do your makeup or do your hair for the pageant differently than what you would do if you were walking into a job interview then Mm -hmm. you're kind of missing the point which is you're putting your best self forward like you're giving 100% of what you have Mm -hmm. and that 100% will change because you're going to learn things Mm -hmm. um but you're always giving 100% so you're always putting your best self forward and that does include beauty. Yeah. So it's not so much as your hair has to look this way or your face has to look this way. It's are you giving a hundred percent of what you know at that time yeah. about yourself and about your beauty. Yeah, that's and, important. And and if you're not, then you're not you're not meeting expectations. Right. And you're not meeting your own expectations. Mm-hmm. Like um and I'll just use right now as an example. I knew we were going out, uh, we were probably gonna take pictures. I wanted those pictures
0: to bring me joy. Mm-hmm.
1: And so I did my hair and I did my makeup. And I put
0: my 100% of what I had in the moment forward. Mm -hmm. I made sure that you had the opportunity to do that before I put you on (laughs) camera, too. Because I knew very well if she came outside without makeup done, she was going to say, Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going back inside. This would
1: never have
2: been posted.
0: But I, on the other hand, I don't feel like I have to wear makeup for my daily day life to feel beautiful. And that's totally okay. I will look at the pictures from us tonight and be just elated that we're both, like, happy and and. Living our most beautiful, authentic selves, and I think so. I think that's the thing that's most important again.
1: If the pace car is the pace cars are moving yeah. really fast. And I think most girls kind of recognize that. Like, mm-hmm. You're not just in a pageant, you're in a group of elite women. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so You always go with your hair and your makeup done, mm-hmm. not because of what other people are doing, because you're getting 100% of yourself in that environment. Right, absolutely. You know, Jana in pageant world is very different from Jana in teaching world. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's the, the significant
0: thing is you're adjusting those standards according to your environment yeah. and your comfort. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we can transition out of all of that now. I knew that would be a, a good chunk of our so that was a big chunk of our start. How long is this? Uh, <laughs> the last one was like thirty-eight minutes, so it'll probably sit around an hour or less. Okay, you're real anxious, aren't you? I am not. <laughs> you're not enjoying Whoa, it. No, it's making me sweat. <laughs> what was that being said? <laughs> How about we play a song? <laughs> <laughs> so, who are we going to see tonight, Jay?
1: Uh, Joseph. Are you so excited? Oh my gosh! Mainly, honestly, I I, I had some reservations about going at all. Okay. Because there's so much going on in my life right now. Yeah. And um, but I this sounds terrible. I'm not as interested in seeing Joseph as I am by hanging out with you.
2: Aww. You know, like
1: Joseph <laughs> is fun. Joseph is great. But uh, we've seen so, him a lot. But but I but I was really just excited to have. Leslie, time. Look at that. So, but yes, we're going to see Joseph. Uh, the best vocals, the best harmony. Oh yes. Um, I will never forget me, Leslie, and Olivia, who is our. No, <laughs> we mentioned earlier. On this trio, she got mentioned earlier. Who's also involved with the Miss America organization in yes. a really powerful way. Yes. She actually works with small people, empowering young girls to be proud of themselves. Oh. Powered. Actually, the theme this year was flower power empowering young women I love that so she's incredible a great example of what Miss America holds um, dear yeah those core values but we did a trio between me and Leslie Olivia actually and Elias yes
0: and Elias playing percussion yes so we had four but three vocalists and we did one of the uh, Joseph songs yes we did I asked for that video and I don't know if anybody ever found it I,
1: it's somewhere. I'm probably my
0: phone. It's either your phone or your mom's.
1: Yeah, I can probably find that
0: for you. All right, Well, with that I being said,
1: that pick
0: a Joseph song. Well, why why don't we do Lift It Away? They're perfect, perfect. Will
1: this come up in this video?
0: Yeah, Yay! because our microphones will hear it.
2: When <gasps> oh, it end? Oh. My <laughs> gosh. Oops, oh. Oops. oh. When my mind caged inside, free to go, I've been focused on what I'd lose, and I lost touch. Lost on you. Is my home. Ooh. It's here, right here where I am, right here and now, it's here. I'm cutting the cord, lift it away, where this duck can't
1: hold me down. I was want to sing a higher harmony, and i Forget like the belly is the high.
0: They yep. have two lower heart yep. <laughs> So they just need a fourth
2: person.
1: I, I got I'll two
2: options she. right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a tampering this. Longer death, we live me. under these burdens. Your lover, our no more astray. I don't need to worry about tomorrow. All the work I need is what we'll say.
0: that one is that from the native can album yes that's my favorite album either. i wish i can't say that but i do wish that they played a little bit more of that more often yeah tally marks is one of my favorites that is a that's a great song we missed the tour they did where you could suggest what yeah, songs what to hear what was uh, what was that called i don't know i, I couldn't remember. tell you yeah like, re- the, the request also, only or something? Yeah. You would request songs at the start of the show. They had notepads when you walked in the door, and you'd write down the songs you wanted to hear, and then, like, put them in a jar, and then they went through it before the show, and they picked the songs based off their request from the crowd. And that's how they made their set list. Huh. Yeah, we missed that. Yeah, that that's was the cool. one tour we missed. <laughs> we were too busy. So I was thinking, did you see what I did last night? Did you see where I went last yeah, night? Yeah, and AJ. Did, did you listen to Ally and AJ? Yeah. What do I mean, we, I know who that is, but, who, like... What are really you listening to, her. then? What is that era of our lives? Our 2006, and six, seven to 2010, maybe?
1: I, I mean, I listen to the radio. I listen to this Celtic group my dad and I loved. Oh, um, interesting. Listened, yeah, that was um, a big part of my childhood. I listened to a lot of, like, emo... Fans in junior high. I mean, that was kind of.
0: I always forgot that was your scene.
1: Yeah, we weren't friends then. Yeah, I listened to a lot of like.
0: You were. (laughs) Red jumpsuit apparatus. I love this. And sleeping with sirens. Yeah, a little, little bit, not that much, not that much. Big fly. Okay. My joy. (laughs) I don't know if you've
1: ever heard of Big Fly. No. Is a British band. Yes. And I became obsessed with them. I'm here for it. Because they were the, like, house band in the movie Just My Luck. Okay. Which has uh, Chris Pine and Lindsay Lohan. Okay. And they were just, like, the band in the movie. Okay. But they had really good music. I was like, I want the, the soundtrack. I listened to a lot of movie soundtracks, too. Interesting. And so I... Realize they were actually a band like I didn't feel I thought they were just the band in the movie. right and then I got into their music and they have like some interesting kind of doo-wop-y um influence while also being a rock band and just an incredible
0: vocalist. That is, I want you to list your five favorite musical artists at this time right now oh my gosh who are you listening to okay
1: Kelly Clarkson always Ah, the new album have you listened it's to so it good. I haven't yet is always on my playlist. I
0: haven't listened to the new album um, yet. Somebody suggested this morning to me though, so I need some,
1: to. One of the greatest compliments ever been given was that in personality, I'm somewhat like Kelly Clarkson. Oh, and I was like, okay. I love that. And um, that some of my vocals yeah. are, are similar to Kelly Clarkson. Oh yeah. So that was a big compliment. And plus I just, I just love her music. I love the diversity of her music, the complexity of her music. Like there are some, I feel like recently, powerhouse vocalists have kind of taken a step back and it's more placed on like the singing and songwriting, which, mm-hmm. which is great. I just wish we'd have a balance of the two. Like, you know, I, I want, I look at vocalists first. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I'm looking for in a song
0: and so if they don't have impressive vocals, I usually just flip. I, I don't yeah. really stay that long. Um, it's hard for me to stay focused at some of the smaller concerts I go to because the openers are, they're just, you know, they're trying their best and they're doing the best and they're writing the best they can and it's really hard for me sometimes when the vocals just don't.
1: They're not.
0: Usually you can't understand them. Yeah, and that's hard. The
1: Articulation is a very weird. I don't know. I feel like people don't articulate when they sing. I don't me think included, it's taught. Yeah, me included though. Sometimes like I'll go back yeah. and listen to the videos. I'm like, I like Ariana Grande. You have no idea what she's saying ever. <laughs> here's the thing. Or singing. You know what she's saying. Yeah. You don't know what she's singing. But her accuracy and her pitch and just her mess with vocals is so strong oh yeah and i think part of it is because the consonants are irrelevant yeah like she's just like i'm going to mush mouth all of this and it's gonna sound great and it's gonna (laughs) sound great and so she is she's softening all those hard consonants that would make it like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but she gets an amazing vocal quality out of it so Mm -hmm. like you know, whatever. She's our own foundation. She, she wants, right? So Kelly Clarkson, Kelly Clarkson, Alicia Keys, always, always, <laughs> always Alicia Keys. Um, she's just, uh, in terms of like my singing and mm. influence, Alicia Keys is always up there. She's always putting out new stuff.
0: I think I hear more Alicia Keys in your voice than I hear Kelly Clarkson.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I think that yeah. sometimes the, the, the rock and Southern, mm-hmm. which I sing a lot of rock. Mm-hmm. He's very Kelly. Yeah. And because Kelly is. Southern. She is, she is a Southern. I would say she is Southern pop rock. You just can't get that rasp and that Texan quality from mm-hmm. her voice. She, she can sing any genre. She can do it all. But that's going to be in there no matter what. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Alicia Keys. I okay. love Alicia Keys. Um, one of the first songs, not the first song, but one of the first songs I sang in a talent show was Alicia Keys. Can
0: you guess what my favorite Alicia Keys song is? Oh, gosh. I don't know. There's so many. I know. No one. No one. No, that's a great one, though. It's actually Gramercy Park. I love that song so much. I don't know why, but I love it. It's great. The one since COVID that I've just been playing and repeat is Underdog. Mm. Have you ever listened to Underdog? Yes, I have.
1: It is very, very good. I think
0: it's on that same album as Gramercy Park.
1: Who else have I been listening to? Oh, Lawrence. But Lawrence. Lawrence. It's okay. A uh, brother sister duo that was suggested by a friend. Always favorites when and, they're
0: siblings. Oh
1: my, they're. great. <laughs> they're ridiculous. Now the, the the vocals are insane. I mean, it's just mm. uh, it's but also it's super well written. And they, many of them, have like an eighties band. Oh, my favorite. Minimum. Are they kind of jam bandy? Yes. Mm. But they. Bit, I mean, they have like a brass section i mean they, they'll do crazy stuff yeah um like they have a cover of come on over by Aguilera. oh yeah and it is so impressive like that's usually like my walk-in music for my
0: students okay because it needs- walk-in music you play walk-in music for your I students play music. what it what what and why
1: what and why walk-in music um it sets the tone for the class great everybody comes in talking to each other um, usually, I jam out a little bit because
0: it gets me hyped up for class. Yeah. Uh, I they don't get to make requests, so that's okay. My music. Your your music taste is likely better than all of theirs. Yeah. Well, there maybe is, combined. So <laughs> example, like, consistently inappropriate. So not an option.
1: True. But also just like really good music that just sets your heart on fire. Yeah. That's the music that I play, and sometimes yep. that's like. We, like, we had a whole week where we just played Kansas, like, Wayward Son or Great. whatever. Like, whatever came on the playlist for Kansas, that's what we were listening okay. to. Okay. Um, sometimes we do hearts. Um, but a lot of times I do some really, really just upbeat, feel-good pop music. Yeah. That kind of gets me going. Yeah. So anyways, Lawrence, amazing. Great. Um, uh, probably, honestly, one of the better musician groups that I have heard in years. Great. Like, um, you've probably heard this on Don't Go Sight. Yeah. That's that's horns. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: So nice. Great. Um, Last one. Well, uh, uh, teddy Swims. Oh, I love Teddy, swims. teddy, I love teddy swims. swims. I love Teddy Swims. And vocals? Yeah. Incredible. Vocals are incredible. And writing? Did, did and we incredible. show each other Teddy Swims? No. Uh-uh. My husband showed me Teddy Swims. I've been listening to Teddy Swims for a while. Yeah. I uh, feel it's like. For a, a couple years. Maybe like you showed did, them to me. Maybe. He
1: did a lot of covers, like his covers
0: i've fun. seen teddy swims live actually really he's yeah incredible. He, he was at a festival i was at i walked up to his set not realizing who i was walking up to yeah and then i loved his set set the bed on fire is great song.
1: yeah um i don't know a, a lot of his covers are just insane so oh, yeah. I mean, his originals are great like i'll listen to those that are phenomenal yeah. but his covers mainly because like you just know what he's imitating yeah so you have a you have a reference for a, what he can do yeah i feel like you know, everybody wants to do original music, but if you're trying to showcase, that's why all music shows, mm-hmm. for the most part, have you do covers, not mm-hmm. vinyl, Yeah, because you can actually showcase originality. You In know it. what I mean? Like, you can yeah. showcase originality because they know the,
0: the yeah. source where that came from. Absolutely. You Absolutely. So anyway, okay, great. So we'll finish it up. I want you to play one more song. Okay. I want you to pick something that makes you think about our friendship. Oh, wow. And you can take some time if, if it's gonna take a minute. I'm putting you on all sorts of spots apparently. Oh, this is so hard. So I feel I feel like if you started narrowing down artists. Oh,
2: oh, I know which one I want to do. Oh, oh.
0: oh. I'm excited. Okay, do you have the YouTube's? This is a live version, and the live. I do. I do have the YouTube's. Will it come through this? It'll play through my car. Yes, okay. it will. Okay.
1: Okay, hey, this song will forever remind me of you. Not of our friendship, well, kind of, kind of.
0: Oh, I love this song. <laughs> I did not expect you to play this.
1: But it's not really representative of our friendship, but I, I will um, tell a story afterward. This is
0: who Joseph, no,
2: this is no, not who Joseph was. No, Oberforce. we just went, we went to this concert. We just went. Because
1: you we wanted to go.
0: Yes. And uh, Bailey, can't yeah, we can listen to it? This is um, Shaky, Shaky Graves. Graves, this is Roll the Bones, right? Roll the bones. And he is playing everything you hear right now simultaneously by himself. Yes. He plays the kick drum with one foot, and, and he That's does. right. Yeah. Mm. And his vocals. Beautiful.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, so it goes, yeah, so it goes, Not sweet old yeah, let's take a chance, go and roll the ball.
0: Hey, you said that confidently. You're like, I know. When it clicked, I was like, I know exactly <laughs> what's
2: several belongings all the clever drawings. Try to make a dollar from the grave. It's some belongings, all the clever drawings. That try to make a dollar from the grave. Boy, yeah, well, it's too late.
0: Some of my favorite artists are actually artists that I've learned through other people. Yeah. Like this guy, I learned through friends. Well, I learned this guy through yeah. you. The best part about music yeah. is it just brings people together. Yeah, that is true like I love my husband for a thousand
1: reasons <laughs> like, I do I
2: just
1: but one thing that I love is how adventurous he
0: is with music yeah and he always shares that like that is something we definitely share together I mean, we're in a band together so clearly share music yes I didn't mention that earlier the Jake Myers band Jake Myers band Shake Jake Myers <laughs> band absolutely shameless plug we um, we don't name drop around here unless we name drop around here <laughs> but uh, yeah my husband
2: is the Jake Myers of yes,
1: Jake Myers band. yes yes but we um, share music, and a lot of the groups that I have recently encountered, because
0: he's like, "Hey, go listen to this person, like, 'Hey, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah.' I feel like sharing music is my love language. I agree. <laughs> I'm, I agree. I'm, I'm I literally, like, I just save what
1: you send me, and then I add it, and then when I have time, I go listen
0: to it. I literally now pay for a Spotify account because so many of my friends use Spotify and it's such an inconvenience to share music with them if I don't have a Spotify. I don't
1: <laughs> like Spotify. I
0: don't really either. I like
1: Apple Music. That's like... I'm a snob. Yes! <laughs> Somebody's in the
0: boat with me. I do.
2: Yes. I knew I,
0: knew I loved it.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, OK, I want to hear your story. OK.
1: So we went and saw, well, OK, the, the time period in which we went and saw the concert for Shaky Grace um i was finishing up in grad school okay you were in your first year of grad school i think and you were living in st louis at the time because after yes. the concert i would stay at your house yes and it was very spontaneous like always as always kind of came up and we went out to eat somewhere went and saw this ran into some friends by happenstance and just had a really really great time The reason why this song, like, forever reminds you, I don't know if it defines a relationship, but I think it's a significant song for a significant person because it's that, like, moment in that life where, like, things were challenging in your relationship with Austin. Austin, okay. And, um, we were communicating a lot at the time. Uh Uh-huh. Like, there have been, like, seasons where we don't talk as much and seasons where we talk all the time. Yeah. And that was a time where we were talking quite a bit, yeah. And, and seeing more of each other, like yeah. we live farther away from each other, and yeah. And seeing
0: more. Of each I feel other. like that's when we really like reignited our friendship.
1: Yeah, and I think that the thing with our friendship is, you know, we just love each other, and it's, yeah. like, it's very simple. Yeah. And um, and there are just going to naturally be more times when we get to do things and things yeah. don't. And that was just a time when, even though we were both in school at the same time, yeah. Um, it was just a time where we needed to get some more more time together, and it was just a tough period in your life, and yeah. you know this was not an easy period in my life. Like there were things going on at my with my family and at my my home, and, uh-huh. and so we were just kind of working through those things together. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think of that song. Mainly because of, like, the time period in which we to it. I like it.
0: I so, love that. That's not what I expected at all.
1: I, yeah, I, but, it is. Literally, that song has nothing to do
0: <laughs> with our It's a great in, song, though. But it is I mean, a song. I it's, mean, it's a, talking about Rolling the Bones. Like, it's talking about, and I feel like that's kind of what we were doing. Okay.
1: I'm just I mean, just kidding. Kidding.
0: You're, searching, you're searching for some sort of depth there. But. I mean, Rolling Bones as in sense of just, like, just, like, going with our own punches, like, no matter, like, like, obviously they're talking about, like, dice, like yeah. Rolling Bones says in gambling. We, I was kind of gambling with my life at the time. I was just kind of, like, doing what was best for me in every moment. I was trying not to plan too much because anything could change at any time. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'd say that that song at that period in time meant more to me than you realized. So, I was rolling the bones. (laughs) You made me not so much. See,
1: clearly, I thought of that before I chose the spot. See, you knew.
0: We just know things. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love you. (laughs) Thanks for for being put on the spot. I know this is going to get posted by the time I'm done. (laughs) And you only sweated a little.
1: A little bit, yeah.
0: Do you have any last
1: words? Well, no. (laughs) No, I don't have. I I guess I have some last words a little bit. Um, I'm really grateful for your friendship. And you're very precious to me. I love you. And I love you. Great. That's it. All right.
2: See you next time.